This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb slash contractor better. of South Yorkshire. This is BCR. Jump into the music. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay. Trying to get the better of Risa. 
using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it, away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. afternoon i'm chris mason he's carlo van der watering and you're listening to the reds report on the vibe an organized afc wimbledon caused a bit of a ball fest at the weekend but all thoughts of that were washed away with the magnificent away thrashing of rochdale last night at spotland it's now four clean sheets in a row for daniel stendhal's side with 10 goals scored and 10 points from a possible 12 we'll get stuck into both results over the next hour and also hear from reds assistant andreas winkler and hat-trick hero from last night Kiefer moore the reds report reminisces series debuts this week keep yourselves tuned in to hear an extended interview with former reds captain and all-round top bloke connor hurahan 
All this and more on the Reds Report, sponsored by Opium Indie Bar Barnsley, live on the Vibe, online through the streamer Simple Radio app. The Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. And we are live in the Vibe studios at Old Mill Lane site, Barnsley College. Carlo, good afternoon, mate. Good afternoon. How are we doing, Chris? I'm absolutely on top of the world, mate, especially after yesterday's result. Things have fallen into place after what I described there in the opening intro as a bit of a ball fest at the weekend. And it, and it certainly was that way in the end, wasn't it, Carlo? AFC Wimbledon, we've, we've talked, obviously, at the weekend at the game. We were seen, obviously, chatting more than we were um, watching the game, if you if you see the photos from uh, from Cozzy, but cheers for that, Mark, as well. Um, we, we sat and we tried to pick the game apart and what we've come away from is a very organised side came for a point. We're very happy to take a point. They, they worked the referee very well and they'll come away very happy with what they got. Players had off days, but Wimbledon certainly caused a lot of the problems at the weekend. Yeah, I think you hit the, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Um, it was about their game plan. They came to frustrate us. That worked. More importantly, I think for us is post that result is looking what could we have done different and then, you know, I know we're going to talk about it later on, but then, you you know, you fast forward a couple of hours, well, a couple of days, we go away to Rochdale, we made subtle changes, I'm mainly talking about Kiefer Moore's positioning, and we banged four goals in. So I think what I liked is he took it on the chin, we didn't lose, we didn't concede, he looked at maybe what we could have done different and implemented that in the next match, and, and to be perfectly honest, Chris, yesterday we looked unbeatable, and... People can say about Rochdale at the one, they weren't very good. You still have to score the goals because too often Barnsley have gone dominated and we've gone away with a nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. We absolutely, for the second time this season, we beat a team 4-0 and just left them on the pitch. When you look at that Wimbledon game, they say you can only play what's in front of you and that was certainly the case at the weekend. And you look back at Wimbledon in the first half, good shot on target, great save from Adam Davis. There was only what, as, as, as much as we piled the pressure on, you, you had the thought in the back of your mind that they could have nicked it couldn't they Wimbledon they, they very much looked a good side it, uh, for an away side didn't they yeah I have to say that the people we normally chat to um, walking to the match and at the match you know people what do you think oh, 3-1 three, three seems to be a, a favourite score with Barnsley I'm going 3-1 I'm going 3-1 and then at half time you're saying, you know, we'll get a couple in the second half. We got a couple. Ten minutes to go, you say, I'm happy if we, I'm happy if we do a one nil. And in the last five minutes, you're saying, I hope they don't score. You know, you've, yeah. got, you've gone from world beaters <laughs> to losing three points. But we look, talk, I think the def- the difference has been that not only are we making the goals, I think the defence, a settled back four, has made a world of difference. Not only to the defence and then the mid- but to the to, to the goalkeeper as well, because Adam Davies looks. I know occasionally the distribution, you know, that is still sort of like that shot that goes into the west stand, or onto Mung Breton but in, in general <laughs> he seems he seems very vocal he seems very self-assured and having those four players in front of him I think will help you know bring his game on as well I think we'll get a klaxon made for this season that eats Carlos bugbear the Davis distribution and set, a, <laughs> set an alarm <laughs> off but, <laughs> yeah, say, apart from that you know and then you look at it Kiefer at the weekend coming for some stick and obviously we'll move on to the Rochdale game he proved a lot of his doubters wrong on Tuesday evening with some sublime finishing it was an off day all round, I think, wasn't it? Not yeah. from the coaching staff's point of view, because they've never come across anything like that, I'm sure, in in their short time as a managing team. I think they're still learning as well. They're learning about English football. They're learning about League One. You know what, Chris? They're probably still learning about their players. It's only been seven or eight weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. So they're still learning. Um, 
It, 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 it was it was a bit of an off day. You look at Kiefer Moore and, and people... This is the problem, isn't it? Last week, we were sat here and we talked about the letter that Gaultier sent. And everybody is praising Gaultier to high heaven, which we've always done. A fantastic bias club. Then at the weekend, they bring in the, 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 the women's sanitary products for free and all the ladies stuff. Excellent Absolutely stuff, fantastic. Yeah. The club can't do no wrong. Um, Kiefer Moore don't score a goal. People want to get rid of him. Today, obviously, which we'll approach on later, there's these Bradshaw rumours and people saying, you know, go to, you should leave the club. Like, you know, let, let's not be fickle. If if we stand by the CEO of this club and the board and, and the decision makers at this club that so far have made all the right decisions with the contract that's been offered, the players that we've kept and the players we've brought in, Let's let's just take a breath and see what happens, and just have some faith. Yeah, I mean the range of uh, reactions on Twitter. Let's let's talk about it before we hit the first break for the show today. Yeah, um, Bradshaw looks as if he's going to go. Pile, yeah. Yeah, what I will say for the lad is he's played every game and, and even the league cup and, and captain the side. Him starting every game, the side starting like they have done, just hasn't been enough to keep him by the looks of things. And we've got some reactions that we will read out from supporters. We tweeted out before the show asking what they thought about the Bradshaw thing. We've we've uh, we've spoke to Rob Staten from Radio Sheffield, haven't we? There's nothing coming out of the club official yet, but as I say on Phoenix Nights, there's no smoke without fire. No, there isn't, and I'm I'm pretty sure that you know maybe by the next press conference, which will be on on Thursday, won't it? Um, at the club, ready for the uh, for the Scunthorpe match on Saturday. Uh, maybe there'll be more news. No, you're right. You know what? He has been playing. Um, he is a pro- proven goal scorer at this level. Um, I just think, and it, I, I don't know who was, and if I steal your tweet, I'm really, really sorry, although there wasn't any copyright on it. I think somebody put that. Stendhal is obviously a very firm favourite of his, if he's played a 4-3-3 to, to have people interlinking and being, being able to play out wider in the centre, and I'm not sure if that's Bradshaw's strongest position. I've, I've been an advocate of Tom Bradshaw last season, you know, I wish I could just put my arms around him and give him a cuddle because too many times on the previous management when he was up top on his own against six foot seven defenders, he never seemed to have a chance. He got bullied off the ball. Um, and But he was there and he kept at it and his work rate and everything he's done for the club, you know. This is, I think, a, for him, a, a decision that he'll have made for personal reasons, not so much footballing reasons because he is playing every week. Yeah. And if that's the case, good luck. Yeah, good luck to lad. And to be fair, we've had two and a half years out of Tom Bradshaw now at Barnsley. And we'll get to some reaction to Tom's move. If uh, Dominic Walton's just sent a, uh, a gif in, it's Joey Tribbiani shrugging his shoulders <laughs> to the to the Tom Bradshaw move. And we've had a few more reactions, haven't we, Carlo, to the move? Um, well, we say move, crikey, it's not happened yet. But we've, uh, you know, Ian Vodden says, family first, sport second. Good luck to the lad. Bring on the next well, legend and the uh, BFC 1A Tupu. Don't get me wrong, I rate Bradshaw as a player, but we've scored 10 goals and he's only got one of those. That includes nil in two 4 0 wins while we've run riot. There's goal all, all over in this team. And then somebody's put, uh, he does a lot of work and he's put, I'm not disputing that. I'll be amazed if we haven't got somebody in on their way as we speak. Yeah, we've uh, Phil Garst uh, been in twice, hasn't it, as Carlo with this? Uh, says he works hard, but he doesn't think Stendel sees him as irreplaceable. Many um, of the attacks our balls to the feet of Tom Bradshaw with his back to goal but his first touch in general build up play isn't very strong of course all depends on who we replace him with which is very key isn't it There's, we, we were speaking in the car on the way they've got to bring two in haven't they if they're going to replace Tom I, th- I think you do and, and that's nothing against uh, Victor because I think he'll learn as he comes on um, but I think Victor is an impact player and, and not maybe not ready to be a regular starter 
rumours are then rife, and I mean, these are only rumours, rumours are then rife that you've got, um, obviously the Connor Chaplin rumour then comes back up, although he doesn't, you know, not really done anything notable for, for Portsmouth so far this season, although we're only a few games in. Yeah. And um, rumours of a, a, a German player from, huh, funnily enough, Hanover, um, that's played in their youth team, that obviously Stendhal knows, um, that I got a message about earlier today. So, wait and see. What I will say, and I'll, I'll put it on the line, and, you know, I've got faith in the fact that if we sell Tom Bradshaw, I know initially on the loan with an obligation to buy in January, A, money-wise, it'll benefit the club, B, they'll already behind the scenes be looking oh, yeah. at people to replace. And, and, and I, I agree. I think you need somebody, a striker that can go up front or in any of those three positions when we're playing that 4-3-3 formation. Yeah, uh, but just quickly back to Saturday because we've completely forgot about it. We said the few players having off days. Quick praise for Kenneth Dougal. It seems oh. like we're going to do it every week. Listen. He was putting fires out left, right and centre at the weekend. And one thing I said to you that I liked was he was refereeing the game at times, wasn't he, as well? He was in the refs here. But just a quick praise for Kenneth Dougal, Carlo, into the break. The lad's got everything. If you look back over previous seasons, we were big fans of Matty James. Yes. You know, last year when Gary Gardner came in, taking hold of that midfield, playing that easy ball. Kenny Dougal, not is he our player. He, he, he fits that DNA that the club so desperately wants to stick to. Um, he's took no settling in as he, he came in. He's made an impact every match. For me, Dougal and Pinnock, I thought, were the two outstanding players last Saturday. Um, I thought, you know, they didn't, they didn't set a foot wrong. My worry is, which we discussed earlier on, the way he's playing is going to be noticed, isn't he, Dougal? He certainly is. Uh, Phil Garth also, again, got, in, got, in, uh, got across to us on Twitter. He says, I also think Stendhal likes his strikers to be able to play wide when he plays 4-3-3, like in the first half versus Rochdale. Again, that's not a strength of Tom Bradshaw's. A good finisher and a hard worker, but it's noticeable. He's had a few chances this season in an attacking team. And Andy Asquith has said uh, on, on Twitter, Andy said to us, uh, don't think he looked himself on Saturday and he didn't get much of a mention in the game last night as well He's, his head's already probably gone to Millwall um, are we thinking a loan to a permanent as the window is closing that's exactly what it looks like it, it Carlo, be, yeah it? so it'll, it'll be a loan and in January they, they have to buy him so how that sits financially we don't know but I'm pretty sure it will benefit the club we'll be back from the we'll be back on the red report after this short break quick song break bit of chat from uh, Andreas Winkler from the weekend and we'll be back shortly Drank another, you'd be dead. Oh, red eyes is back. 
Number one show for Barnsley fans. It was a good performance of us. It was a very good start. Yeah, the, it was the expected hard match against a very physical team. Uh, the opponent were prepared very good against us, but uh, I think we invested a lot yeah, till the end. So um, we had a, a great attitude uh, over 90 minutes. Uh, minutes. So yeah. I'm, we still have a clean sheet, so so we have seven points after three matches. That's okay. Seems to be a really good first ten minutes. Lots of movement, lots of chances, everything else, and then for some reason the, the game seems to get quite frustrating after that. Can you can you put your finger on why that happened? No, for us, it doesn't seem like frustrating. But uh, <laughs> I mean, if you uh, if you have an opponent uh, with, uh, so strong as Wimbledon, it's uh, not easy uh, to play chances and chances and chances. Yeah, you, you can always concede some uh, some uh, some counters from the opponent. So you have to be uh, be uh, awake yeah, of that and uh, always uh, uh, switched on. So, um, but you're right. In the first half, yeah, if you be more more restless with with our chances, I think uh, then. At the end, they could win. Did you want to see a little bit more quality, particularly from our wide in both halves? Really, you seem to get in some good positions, but when when you could get some good balls in the box, some of the times it, it didn't quite happen. Yeah, that's maybe one one point. Yeah, we, uh, we can talk about, but uh, um, yeah, it's it's uh, not not easy. They they the opponent they tried to uh, to press us very uh, very high so at the uh, out wide so there wasn't really space for us yeah uh, there was always a second player the Reds uh, report on BCR the number one show for Barnsley fans
And we're back on the Reds report. Chris Mason and Carlo van der Watering. Uh, Andreas Winkler there, very honest in his, in his assessment of the game, Carlo, as we uh, as we said. Um, they can't say any more than that. They they basically, I think, they went in the dressing room after and took everything on the chin, didn't they? I think they had to. And, and can I say, I, I love the open and honest honesty in their press conference I think we've had we've had some really really good coaches uh, head coaches managers in the last sort of 10-15 years you have to agree Chris sometimes after a match it's sort of like they've gone into a bucket picked loads of just cliches up and, and they feed them and I think it's a very honest assessment. Um, not talking about you know um, th- them them stopping us scoring, but also saying you know we need to look at this. Um, they didn't come to frustrate us. We, you know we will come up against these teams. Very open and honest. And like I said, the lesson was learned when we went to Rochdale a few days later and um, you know set the record straight for all those that immediately started doubting it. Yeah, there was a bit of um, bit of panic I think amongst supporters at the weekend. Not from the majority, I think a minority, and I think that. We're not going to have it all our own way. There is going to come a time, and listen, it could come Saturday that they're going to possibly lose a game of football. Um, it, the quicker it happens, the better, I think, in that respect. That it, then you, that it gives the management team another chance to dust themselves down and go again. Hey, I'm I'm, all, I'm not averse to going unbeaten all season. By the way, um, teams have teams have done it, and I think the league's a lot poorer than when we were in last time. And I think that the likes of Blackburn going up and Wigan. Strength, uh, strengthened our chances for this season for, for being in the mix for promotion as well so let's look at last night Keith Hill's quoted as saying and I wasn't a big fan of Keith so that'll get me some hate on the Twitter but I, I was never a fan of Keith no. more, a, more a fan of Flicker to be perfectly honest um, he said it's the best Barnsley side that's ever beaten his Rochdale side well, to be perfectly fair, the last three times we played and we've absolutely trounced him, haven't we? I mean, was it the, was it the last home match a few seasons ago when uh, we absolutely under? I think we uh, we gave him a paste in under Lee Johnson, under Lee Johnson, under Lee Johnson, yeah. uh, and as well twice under Lee actually. And, and I think as well, um, it's a deflection, isn't it? So he stands there in front of his camera saying, "This is the best Barnsley side that you know." I was very bravado. Have you seen the interview? I, I saw it. Yeah. yeah, and then he also says, "If people don't like it, they need to write in, and then somebody will sack him." And I think that's typical. Keith Hill, but that's enough about Keith. I think what he did was, he was saying, he, he put it all on us, which is fair enough, and I think they, we, we did play really well, but he didn't really address the shortcomings of his own team. Now, I'm not going to worry about that because I'm a Barnsley fan, and I think any opening we got yesterday, we exploited, and it worked. Key for more out wide. I mean, the goals, um, we haven't mentioned Adam Amel for at least five minutes, even between us, but the two goals he scored with his foot coming in from the Adam wing... Amel. Kiefer Moore No, no, no That's what I'm saying, oh, no, that's what I'm saying. We haven't met. The goals were Like the goals Adam Hamill used to score Cutting yes. in And curling it Into the far post the, the third one was sublime Wasn't it Because he took that touch And then he sort of Flicked it in Didn't he Yeah And I heard uh, Fuzzy On the commentary Yesterday Actually saying um, It was his first touch That made that goal Because his first yeah. touch Was just amazing And obviously You know Allowed him The, the, you know, the space to, to, do the, to, to make the shots But Kiefer Moore, um, we'll hear from him in a bit. You know, he said I was in the right place at the right time. I think he, you know, I think it's more than that. I think he grafts, yeah. he, he hands it out and he takes it as well because there's does, some yeah. bully and everything going off. It's just the sort of play we need because wherever we put him, it, it, it's almost like the doubling up on him because of the yeah. danger that he poses and and it's worked put, putting him out wide. Um, and and obviously, you know, yesterday's goal line. Uh, go- Yesterday's goals and um, the fact that he got a hat trick, you know, shows that you know Kiefer was very much on fire. And an, and an assist for Kiefer as well for Brad Potts's goal. So he very much involved in a lot of things. Yesterday, Carl, I want to single out uh, Dimitri Cavari again. Um, 
we're not going to have any problems, are we, down the opposition's left-hand side, the way Dimitri's looking at the minute? I think... Again, he's been singled out a few times by us for praise, but I think it's... Is it the, the pure size of the man, Carlo, and the fact that he's... He basically is just up and down that line, isn't he? It, it, it's a while since we've had a player that we could call an athlete. Um, they mentioned it yesterday on the uh, on, on the old commentary, and, and I fully agree with that. I think his fitness, his desire, you know, um, defending, taking it off him, but also going forward, made some fantastic runs. I think it was the last was it in the last two minutes yesterday of at a time, and he did like you know a fifty yard run and, and, and put a ball in. And that's what Stendhal wants from his players. And, and Dimitri Cavari is a different Dimitri, Dimitri Cavari that we saw last season. We certainly didn't. While we're talking about the Rochdale game, you said that the, the coaching staff obviously learned hell of a lot from the weekend against uh, AFC Wimbledon. They'll have learned so much more last night as well, won't they? That's not just a case of, oh, we've shown up, we've, we've thrashed a team 4-0 like the other Saturday, we'll put that in the box. It's the... the, the Continuously learning about that side because they changed a few players around, changed a, a couple of positions, and got more out of the players than they had the previous game. Yeah, completely. And and also then looking at the substitutions that he makes and how do they, how do the players that come in, how do they make a difference? I'm sorry, have you ever seen a manager impact a game as much as Stendhal has been doing with substitutions? By the way, they're always the same substitution, which isn't a criticism. It's a, no, just it's, a point yeah. that he's bringing these players on at those set times. Is that down to the intricate work that he's done with the squad already in pre-season? And is it a reason why we've not seen a lot of players come in? I, I think so, because I think he's got a settled sort of first 18 that he, that he chooses from. Um, I think the interesting, if you take the Carabao Cup away from this, the interesting, uh, it'll become interesting if we have any injuries or any cards that come into play. Because people will say that Moncur, when he started um, in, the, in the Carabao Cup against Blackpool, you know, and, and the result that happened there... I think if you put George Moncur with a, a you know a Potts or a Dougal, it's different, isn't it? There were too many changes um, for me at the uh, at the Blackpool match, but that was a decision made by by the manager, and I stand by that. Um, it's great to see George Moncur having an impact. That ball's glued to his feet. Yes, you, when, you know it, it's about picking the pass and. Um, it's just a joy at the moment to watch the Reds. Let's let's be perfectly honest. A quick special praise for Alex Mowat again. He's um, obviously hit the post yesterday. Could have had a goal in injury time at the first half on Saturday against AFC Wimbledon. He's come back a fresh player. It's proof that the loan system works, isn't it? <laughs> it we just talked about Moncur and we said it last week. I think both Moncur and Mowat have probably. Um, a changed mindset than when they first came to the club uh, because they both went out alone and then came back and are just different players. George Moncur is an impact player. Mowat, I think we see flashes of Mowat that we bought from Leeds and why the Leeds fan didn't want him to go with the shots that he's having, his distribution, yeah. his, his set pieces. It's what we've been screaming for ever since that Conor Horane left because that's what Conor used to do. He certainly did. We'll be hearing from Conor Horane coming up after the break here on the Reds Report. We'll hear from a very happy Kiefer Moore on his hat-trick and assist last night. Then it's Conor Horane. Um, we're very happy with the result last night. We're very happy that Conor's coming up on the show as well. Out of 10, how excited are you to hear the Conor Horane interview coming up, Carlo? 12. A 12, a massive 12 from Carlo has gone 12 out of 10. Uh, Andy Idem's fan club's been in touch on Twitter. Carl Whitaker, Demi is better than Yidem and a wink face. We knew his thoughts on Yidem last season. <laughs> Carl, cheers for listening. And we can't disagree with you there. We'll be back on the Red Report after the short break with Kiefer Moore and then the interview, extended interview with former Reds captain Conor Oran as the Red Report reminisces with the former Reds skipper. Red's Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. Oh, 
it's just one of them where I was, I was in the right place at the right time and the gaffer's been telling me to shoot more so I made it my, my mission today to just get off as many shots as possible really and always be in dangerous positions so thankfully it's worked for me and I've got the hat check. Three very good finishes though and we won me ahead two of the right feet. Yeah, yeah, it's well, something I've been working on in training it's just when I'm in those positions I just, just need to concentrate really and it's just, just get, like I said, just getting in them positions to actually execute the finish. What is the confidence like within this team given the start you've had now 10 points from 12 another big win here tonight? Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's massive like everyone's buzzing in there it's, it's, a, it's an unbelievable atmosphere to be in we just we go out not not overly like cocky but we know we're going to put, put a great performance out there and come away with three points really. Have you had to be a little bit patient this year you know, to get, get you up and um, up and running now and feel like you've got that, that confidence now? Yeah, it's actually yeah, I felt like Harry Kane at the start but no, it's like um, no, it's just there's always there's always it's your time really in it so I was just I bided my time I, I kept grafting I kept kept plugging away and I knew like if I kept getting in those right positions I'll I'll get my just rewards and today it happened so. You've shown what you can do in this division when you were a brother and the 13 goals in, in half a season there yeah. last year so when you look at that trick tonight do you sort of target you know I want to be the top scorer in this division this year? That's always my aim yeah so that's obviously I've, I proved that last season with Rotherham but yeah I there's, there's no reason why I can't do that here at Barnsley. And it's a team that, given the start you've had, people are going to be looking at you as legit promotion contenders now, and that will provide its, its own challenge, I suppose, trying to live up to those expectations. Yeah, of course, but pressure's pressure at the end of the day. I think, obviously, coming down from the Championship, you're always going to be a, a contender to go back up. So I think we as, we as a squad know that, and the, the, the management do as well, and it's just literally just taking everything the gaffer's got on, well, putting out for us and just taking it all on board. And, Executing this game plan, what's it we did today? On the radio sound the same Everybody just looks the same But then last night was so much fun And now your sheets are dirty The streets are dirty too But you never look back over what you've done Remember when you were young You'd lose yourself In the morning You know we won't remember a thing
Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. And we're joined on the Red Report now, a new fixture for the new season. The Red Report reminisces and joining us first is Aston Villa midfielder, Republic of Ireland international all-round top bloke, Conor Hurran joins us. Cheers, Conor, for, for joining us and being first on this new feature for the new season. No problem, lad, no problem. Well, Conor, how's the season started for yourself? Looks as if it's um, been a bit of an iffy summer for Villa, hasn't it? But, you know, you've uh, you've started, the, you've hit the ground running, haven't you? Yeah, we've done OK. We started off, obviously, with three wins, uh, two in the league, one in the cup, which is always pleasing. Um, like you said, when we came back in pre-season after losing the playoff final last year, we were um, quite on the, unsure, really, of, of what what lied ahead. Um, you know, un, uncertain futures. But um, you know, that's all seems to have uh, you know gone now. Um, it looks like the club is back. You know, in a very stable position, and, and you know, we've we've found some good form at the start of the season. So. Very, very similar to Barnsley, I suppose, where we suffered the relegation and with the new manager coming in, a bit of stability, starting the season, uh, you know, again, on, on a, a much more sturdier foot and, and starting the season with two good results. Before we go into your sort of history with Barnsley, do you still keep an eye on yeah. the results? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's one of the first results I check. Um, you know, I was really disappointed to see, obviously, the club getting relegated last year. Uh, you know, felt it was kind of really hard done by... Um, obviously you've started the season very well as well so I can uh, hopefully two good uh, positive seasons for, for myself and obviously hopefully one for your, yourselves as well Excellent Connor, lovely stuff uh, Right then Connor, first off thanks for giving us your time for this interview um, let's start right at the beginning for you you joined Barnsley in 2014 you're brought in by Danny yeah. Wilson uh, one of many new yeah. faces that summer due to relegation did that make the transition from Plymouth easier for yourself with uh, you being one of lots of many new lads that came to the club? Danny Wilson is a legend at Barnsley. He was the one that got us to the yeah. Premier League all those years ago. What was it like playing under uh, under Danny in your early days at Barnsley FC? Yeah, Danny was great. Um, he really was. Obviously, at the time when I signed, I knew how how high held uh, he was by everyone at the club. Um, obviously, I knew that he, you know, he took the club to the Premier League, and you know, everyone looked at him as you know being a fantastic man for the club over the years. Um, really enthusiastic and you know really bubbly character like I said before really fortunate that he gave me an opportunity to play for Barnsley you know in League One um, and he, he was great he really was great with myself 
you know, it gave myself a lot of confidence to go out and play. And, you know, like you said, there was there was new lads that came at the same time. And it was just a really good feel factor at the club at the time. Um, and I really enjoyed playing under Danny. Um, Danny left in the February, I think, after a defeat at home to Fleetwood uh, in the league. Lee, yeah. John- Lee Johnson came in and the results started to take a, a quick upturn, Connor, and saw Barnsley flirt with the playoffs towards the end of that season. What changed when Lee and Tommy Wright came through the door at Hotwell? Um, I think Lee, you know, he came in um was really kind of enthusiastic in the same way as Danny, but I would also say that, you know, he was a he was a real coach and he was a, a young coach that really wanted to improve players. Um looking back at my time now at Barnsley, I would say Lee definitely improved me as a player. Yeah. Um he, he really coached us on the training pitch and on a side of play and how he wanted us to play. Um and Tommy had that, you know, that good bubbly character as well as a number two who got on really well with the lads, you know, said the right things at the right time. And, um, you know, Lee's a good young coach, you know, he improves players, he plays a good style of, of football. And, uh, you know, like I said, he definitely improved me as a player. Yeah. The following season, Connor, saw a, a, sorry, an horrendous run of results for the club. Nothing seems to go Barnsley's yeah. way. Now, as a player, yeah. how hard was it during that particular period? And I'm do, I don't just mean on the Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday evening, but now with, with yeah. fans and football players being connected through social media, how hard is it when a club's go through a period like that? Yeah, it was really tough. It was really tough. Um, you know, I, I, I remember the stage where... I think we lost to Altrincham away and stuff like that in the cup, yeah. um, and we were really had a, had a poor run of results. And you know, I would I would highly imagine that you know Lee thought maybe that his job was under threat. Um, you know, but obviously that wasn't happen. That didn't happen. The club kept faith with him, um, and it just shows really you know when when you keep faith to the manager that you know sometimes it does turn around and it did for us. But as a player, it's not easy. You just need to keep. You know, your head down, keep working hard, keep your standards high, and hopefully it will change. And luckily for us, obviously, it did in the end. Um, and it, we went on to, you know, a great, we had a, ended, ended up having a great season. Well, that's what I'm just going to say. Fast forward to early February, you know, and you look at the, from the back end of November, I think, you know, winning away at Colchester was a, a big key for Barnes at the start of that run. Um, there was yeah. a set of victories that I think it'll likely never be forgotten at Barnsley and never really replicated yeah. again, I would say. Um, you know, he, he saw a huge rise up the table, a Wembley appearance booked, and then suddenly the gaffer leash of Bristol City. What was the reaction like amongst the group when Lee left, Connor? Because obviously, like you say, Tommy obviously stayed along, but Lee was well-liked amongst the lads, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. You know, that upturn and fortune, you know, with results was huge. Um, obviously, there was talk of Bristol at the time, uh, around, you know, when we played Fleetwood away um, yeah. in, in the JPT. And, you know, when he did leave, obviously, you know, we all thought, oh, how is this going to turn out for us? You know, we had a great run of results going. You know, the club was going in the right direction again after going through that tough spell. Um, and I remember saying, he, you know, after the game um, at Fleetwood, obviously everyone was over the moon. We had got to Wembley and, you know, things were looking to, to go from, you know, strength to strength. And he pulled me, obviously, at the time I was captain and said, uh, you know, I'm going to Bristol. I thought, bloody hell, you know, this is... <laughs> Um, from then on in. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. I remember the press conference where the late, great Patrick Ryan said that the DNA of the club would continue when uh, Lee left, yeah. left the club and obviously Paul Hackingbottom took over. Now, you, yeah. you, you booked your place um, at Wembley for the JPT final. The results were going our way in the league and, and you booked another uh, place in the playoff final. Um, how, what was the mood then like in the camp? Did, did you feel like the Invincibles? What, what was the mood then? Because it's two completely contrasted half of the seasons, weren't fans we did, didn't we? We thought we couldn't lose the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, at the time, you know, you go into every game and, you, you know, you do feel great and you do feel a little bit unbeatable, but there's always that seed of doubt, you know, is this run going to come to an end or, you know, what's going to happen in this game? Is our luck going to continue? But looking back at it, no, uh, there was no way we were going to lose any game. No. You know, obviously, don't get me wrong, we, probably, we lost a couple of games, but... Overall, you know, even going to that playoff final or the JPT final, we, we just weren't going to get beat. You know, I've, you know, obviously Hecky came in and, and took the reins and it just went from strength to strength. You know, I, I think Hecky's a top, top class manager. You know, I was really gutted for him when it didn't work out for him, obviously, you know, at Leeds and he left the club. Um, but he was, he, was, he was fantastic, Hecky, you know. He, I, for me, he was the best manager I've had when I was a fan of without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, and you know we just went from strength to strength really you know like you said at the time if you, the players obviously you know didn't want to get too far ahead of themselves um, you know because obviously at the time we didn't want to think oh we're unbe- unbeatable here but then that's when you do get beat you know yeah. but looking back at it now the confidence that was going through the squad going through the club everyone was moving in the right direction and at the time really you know we did feel unstoppable and looking back at it now it's you know, we were really in, in, in some way, shape or form um, at that time. Certainly were. And from that season on, Connor, and then the way you wore your hat on the sleeve for the six months afterwards as captain in the championship, um, has obviously seen you take on great importance in the history of Barnsley Football Club, something that you have often attributed to your relationship with Patrick Crine. Could you tell us about yeah. your closeness with, with Patrick that you built up during your time at the club? Yeah, um, you know, obviously... Uh, Listen, Patrick was a fantastic man. Um, you know, so 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 sad and, and, and gutting to know obviously what's after happening. Um, you know, he gave me that chance to, to move my career forward. Um, you know, coming to Barnsley put huge faith in me, spending that kind of money on me. Um, obviously, becoming captain. Um, and and I think really when I, when I became captain and when we started to get to the around the time where Hetty came in. You know, we started to become very close. You know, spoke to him countless times on text. You know, went to see him a few times when he was ill. And I, there was just that huge respect there, really, um, from each other. Um, you know, he was managing through and through. And the relationship was just easy. You know, he was a great man to talk to. I'd see him before every home game coming in from the car park, and we'd have a few quiet words. And, um, you know, huge respect for the man. Um, yeah. and, he's, and he's deeply missed. Definitely. Now, when it came when it came time to leave Barnsley, you left with the best wishes of everyone connected to the club, fans, obviously yeah. Mr. Cry and everyone else. Given your stature as the captain and the way the club was performing yeah. in the league, how difficult was it to leave Barnsley? Hugely difficult. Hugely, hugely difficult. Um, if I'm being honest with you, it's 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 um, that kind of that kind of stage. You know, when we um, if we're you know having a, an honest and open conversation, yeah. that stage from the playoff final win to January was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. But there's 
huge disappointment there as well at the same time that you know that group of players couldn't stay together for a little mm-hmm. bit longer to yeah. see if, if we could have reached goals that you know Danny Wilson got with getting to the Premier League. I'm not saying that we would have got there, but I'm, uh, it would have been interesting to see where we would have ended up. Yeah. For yes. sure. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, huge, huge fond memories of the club. Um, you know, looking back now, but there is a little bit of disappointment that I think I'll have for a long, long time. I would just love to see where that group of players would have ended up um, if we could have stayed together a, a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it is funny, isn't it? Because you look at the, some of the players now when they're either playing in the Championship or in the Premier League. That 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 group of players yeah. performing well, whatever they are. So that, yeah, that would be yeah, really interesting. But, yeah. Certainly, because you were all a pleasure to watch, and that's that was one of the main yeah. things. And I, I think one of the things as well, it was a turbulent period for the club because I'm right in thinking in that period we didn't have a CEO, did we? No. It, it was Paul Lackingbottom. Paul Lackingbottom was almost the manager, you know, the groundsman, the CEO, and he was doing lots of different jobs. And I think that's where the club maybe lost some of the direction and lost some of the jams goal that could have potentially kept us in that league. Yeah. finish we have, we have a few easy ones for you Conor we'll let you get on with your day um, no what was your favourite goal whilst in a Barnsley shirt What's your favourite goal that you've scored? I mean, I know Chris and myself probably have hard ideas, but... Yeah. Whether it's you know your days training, what, what what sticks out for you, Connor, at Barnsley is a best memory for you. Uh, just a, a, you know, there's obviously quite a few. Um, the two Wembley days obviously would, would never be beat. Um, no. 
that first sign and the platform it gave me, you know, to come to where I am now. Of you know, had five international caps, got to the playoff final in the championship. Obviously, wasn't meant to be to win it last year. And I, you know, it's it's huge thanks to the club really for for giving me that platform to, to where I am now. Yeah. Um, and and probably the two the two obviously trophies that you know we all won at Wembley, but going up the stairs. And I always remember this moment and seeing Patrick at the top of the stairs twice. Um, you know, when I was there to receive the trophies were, was was always something that I'll always remember. They were special images as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think, although obviously Patrick's no longer with us, every match day out, well, myself and Chris will look over at the director's box. And if Gene is there or his son's there, you know, we still feel he's yeah. with us and, and watching us. Connor, I have to say, obviously, my, Chris and myself, huge Barnsley fans. Um, yeah. I think we've got a soft spot for Aston Villa. You probably know why. Uh, good good <laughs> to see you. Yeah, good to see you score the winner uh, the other night as well. Uh, I sincerely yeah. hope that during this season, if you've ever got a weekend off or you've got an international break and Barnsley, at home, yeah. you can you can join us at Oakwell and we'll nip into Redferns and um, just relive some of those moments. And you can also see the mural that's been done in the Ponty End, yeah. um, uh, yeah, where uh, you've, you've got that, yeah. You've, yeah you've got pride of place. So I really hope we can welcome you at Oakwell yeah. one day this season. Yes, lovely. Yeah, de- definitely without a doubt. I've, I've, I've seen that on social media, and you know it's a huge honour to be to be there. You know on, on that wall. So no, definitely without a doubt, I'll try and get to a game over the season. Um, you know, hopefully we'll catch up and, um, and um, like you said, relive really the memories for sure. And we're joined on the Red Report now on VCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. Wow. I don't know what to say. Now, listen, great to speak to Connor. <laughs> great to speak to Connor the other day. We hope you've enjoyed it. Absolutely fantastic. Great man. Um, an open and honest conversation, as he put it. I'd have just loved to have had that conversation actually in person, had him in here, um, because I think we'd have we could have done a full hour actually with Connor. Because we, we, we did a lot of research for the interview, because you've got to look at who, who, what moments that happened, Carlo at the time, and things like that. And we did that and incorporated it into the interview, and that's what this series for this season is going to be about. But to have him here in the flesh, you could have done a full hour without a shadow of a doubt. We could. The only problem then, my wife would have wanted to come just to listen to his accent. That's enough about that. Yeah, um, the wife I, I think yeah. what, what's happened, and I'm sure people... If, if you agree with us, let us know on Twitter. And if you disagree, let us know on Twitter. I think the thing is with Gunnar Horahan is that he came to us as a rather unknown player, established himself as a bit of a legend with some of the goals he scored. And even though he's gone on to... You know, another club in another division, and a big club in another division. We will always wish him well because he was always gave his all for us. He was there at the highs, he was there during the lows. But you can hear he still has a soft spot for Barnsley FC. And sometimes we have players leave and they don't mention us. They don't like, you know, ticket like on Twitter when the Barnsley FC put something out or, you know, what about the, 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 the painting and the punting. Connor did. Connor still has a lot of real feelings and affinity with the club and I think that comes across in, in that interview I mean a 17 minute interview that he was willing to do with us yeah. and you know we've got more planned so you know keep, more planned keep, yeah yeah definitely we've definitely got more planned Angus McDonald will be next up on that particular series we're going to speak to so if you, another former Reds skipper yeah and if you've got a question you'd like to ask then you know tweet us to us or DM us and, we know and, and if, it, if it's possible we will ask him of course we certainly will we know what they'll we've want got an to idea. know but we've, we've, got got, an idea. we've got an idea what you want to know from Angus but <laughs> believe us, it's definitely in the item we've got those questions ready and lined up Carlos Scunthorpe at the weekend, I looked on Skybet last night and I think it was Chris Johnson that tweeted it, we were 11-10 to 10 while the Rochdale game was going on, we were it won't be 11-10 to 10 by the time the weekend rolls around with uh, Tuesday night's devastating uh, defeat of Rochdale um, 
what do we expect of the weekend then? It's a side that were in the playoffs last season. But again, it's we, we go there and impose our style, don't we? I think that's that's all it's been about, hasn't it, from from the staff now at Barnsley? Completely. I think what what we can expect is probably similar to Wimbledon, but just away from home. And I think um, looking at their team, you know, they're not doing too bad. But I think the momentum is with us, and we just need to carry that on and get the three points, which we're perfectly capable of. We certainly are, Carlo. Excellent this afternoon, love the show we, uh, We're going from strength to strength On the Red Report on now, which is the vibe in Barnsley We're going to close out with a bit of Liam Gallagher And then Lee Barber's going to come in and have a few words About how the stations are going to move forward We'll catch you next week on the Red Report, cheers for listening The Reds Report On VCR The number one show for Barnsley fans
Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. And we're back on the Reds Report. Lee Barber's joined us in the studio. Hello. He's the man, the uh, the myth, the legend behind everything that we are sat in front of right now. And I'm a myth. Just want to say, <laughs> you've been today. You've had a bad day, haven't you? It's, oh, stressful, mate. Very, Very stressful. stressful. It must be a. He's a, he's a Blades fan, so we'll have to. Oh come on! That. We've out, we're What's out that, him that's... every week. Every time he's in here, we will out him every single week about that. But Lee, now seriously, um, the opportunity you've given us. To do this is given the fans to listen to what they've had the chance to listen to today has been amazing. Uh, what 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 is vibe and where are we going with this? So basically, obviously the the Reds report was a radio show that I created about God four years ago maybe at the old Radio Barnsley. Uh, went to a WAB. We are Barnsley, the Chronicle, uh, and then obviously you guys did the podcast thing. But I don't think there's any better uh, football show type of football show that if it's live it's perfect because you get that instant uh, reaction from and we've from, had that today mate, yeah to from, from listeners there's been a story to talk about exactly well, yeah so. now on, obviously on the, the certain radio stations like BBC Radio Sheffield for example that uh, concentrate on a variety of different uh, football teams but thing is with Barnsley it's very similar to Newcastle where it's like one place and there's one there's yeah. one club in there and everybody's passionate there's one thing that can bring everybody together in Barnsley and that is obviously the, the football club so essentially the vibe is um, a different radio station in terms of what you'll get in, in Barnsley and in South Yorkshire as well it's kind of like a, without dropping any other radio stations in it kind of like a mini Radio X where we'll play uh, classic indie music uh, Oasis Stone Roses Cortinas Blossoms that kind of stuff uh, and then after five um, sports shows, rock shows, uh, a little Especially bit. Specialist shows, you've called them. Yeah, a little you? bit. Yeah, um, and then obviously, if anybody wants to get involved with the station, we're more than happy to listen to and have a sit down and have a chat, have a coffee with anybody that wants to put together a maybe a show with mates. That's what the radio station is for. It's for people that want to come and have a bit of a laugh. We, we've uh, today's the second episode. The first one from a couple of weeks ago was more of a test run, so we yeah, yeah. pushing today's episode two. So we're two weeks in. We've got two sponsors. Lee, do you want to do, do a quick mention? Yeah, about there's those? a Webmart and also Opium. Opium is sponsoring the actual live show. Yeah, uh, and then Webmart was sponsoring the uh, the podcast as well. So a big thank you to them because again. It, Thing is, with radio stations, it's it's not an actual. It won't be a radio station without um, advertisers and about. And it's, it's all about income. And and if anybody can, if anyone wants to sponsor any part of your show or the station, if you want to sponsor the social media, um, we, we're not we're not like local commercial stations where we'll ask for thousands, fifty quid. They'll they'll um, be able to pay for licenses and stuff like that. Even if they want a logo on any photos that we might tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but a big thing at the minute is, and obviously you guys know about this, and I'm guessing you, you probably not even talked about it, but not yet. Um, no. A little things happening at the beginning of next year, which will be absolutely massive, um, and I can't wait for you guys to to get on with it. We'll get us project, get us tea stuck into that. Uh, finally, before you leave us, then where do you see the vibe? moving forward from January when it actually does officially launch? So it launches in, in January. Uh, we'll be online uh, via a website, via tuning and all the different apps. We'll be also on the Amazon Alexa and Google Home. Brilliant. Uh, and then give it two years and I reckon we'll be hoping for a, a DAB smash. Superb. The voice and the brains behind Vibe there, Lee Barber Lee. Cheers, mate. Thanks cheers, a lot. Mate. Thank you to you guys as well. Amazing. Show yeah, again. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Lee. Thanks a lot, mate. The Reds Report on BCR, the number one show for Barnsley fans. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. 
BBC Radio Here's Odijay trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes and Barnsley claiming a penalty there and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Odijay goes up for it. Away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.